Hello everybody and welcome to episode 124 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining me on today's trip into the Speed Force is... Alan, you have to do really, really fast because if you talk really, really fast, you have to be like the Flash, you're going to have to go really, really fast whenever you're doing introductions, so go really, really fast. Excuse me? Go fast. <laughs> I think we probably speak fast enough for most people that listen to this well, show. Speaking fast, we've got like uh, war expectations theme before there. Yes. <laughs> that is incorrect. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another edition of Operation Retroshock. We're having another trip into the CW Arrowverse with The Flash on today's show. But if you're familiar with these episodes, you'll know what is coming up. But we're going to get the plugs out of the way first. <laughs> this is where everyone skips by like 30 seconds and then this just is, does yeah, this a couple of times. This is this point of podcasting that yeah. I'm always in. It's like, yeah, skip that bit. I'll yeah. get to the juicy topic. So, yes, sorry. We don't take offense, everybody. Uh, see you in 30 seconds. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on the show. No, just sit here and wait 30 seconds. Because I'll skip by now. I'm just going to keep talking. And then you just wait. I'm just going to keep talking. So, in 30 seconds, they're still listening. Uh, but yes you can get in contact with us on Twitter at RetroShockPod give us all your thoughts and feelings on the world and everything throughout the universe Um, (laughs) wow that's that's encompassing pretty much everything there or mainly just TV movies video games all that sort of juicy pop culture niceness we'll probably get messages to do with can you discuss Donald Trump on an episode my wife has been cheating on me with the postman (laughs) please help me Operation RetroShock I was going to say that's the subject for off air if you wanted to (laughs) talk about that but anyway don't worry i'm not married yet um it would be very hard then if she was cheating with the postman um see this is now the point where the people that skip forward 30 seconds come back and at least two each it's still talking and then they go what are they talking about and then rewind 30 seconds yeah really if you did skip those 30 seconds you do want to go back because there's just absolute silly nonsense gotta go forward to go back exactly but yes contact us on twitter at retroshockpod you can get me at alan gw price you can get him at vinto 316 you can also drop us a message on Facebook. I'm doing the hand thing this episode as well now. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, just search Operation Retroshock on Facebook. Drop us a message on there. And if you would be so inclined and kind to do so, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in all those lovely podcast places that you can get the show. Right, let's get stuck in then. So everybody that's been skipping back and forward and left and right and all that sort of stuff, you can actually stop now because we're actually going to uh, talk about The Flash. And as I'd said, if you're familiar with the previous CW episodes we've done, it's going to be the same format, the same questions, but it will all the answers will pertain to The Flash. Do you want to lead this one off for us, Christopher? Because I, I led the Supergirl one. Oh, did you? Okay. So I did. So, so Alan, what were expectations yes, of the season before it entered? Um, probably I'd say my expectations were kind of like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were, I'm not going to say I wasn't like dying for the season to start and I wasn't disinterested for the season to start. I think that does boil down to the previous season, which I think season three, when you look at The Flash... Season 3 is probably the weaker mm-hmm. of The Flash, the weakest probably of The Flash. Um, story-wise, overall, it was probably where a bit of criticism had come in that was like, right, okay, let's move on from a speedster villain yeah. here. So that was probably why my expectations weren't crazy high, but they were just in the middle because I knew we weren't due to have a speedster villain in this season of the show. So I'd probably say I was, uh, yeah, smack bang in the middle. What about yourself? Uh, pretty much the same because it seemed to be very much like more of the movies and their villains are like a, near enough a carbon copy. You know, like you have Ant-Man, you have, you know, like the villain, which is just similar to Ant-Man, you know, like so. You do, jacket. Yeah, so you do have a lot like that. So whenever you have something new, um like the villain in season four it's something different and it's something that he hasn't encountered before and something um that he has to try and beat with him and the rest of the team but obviously he's not there to start yeah um but yeah i was i'm always excited whenever flash and arrow come back because they're the ones that i would watch you know like i would watch 
they would want, be they would be the go to out of the bunch. They would be ones that I don't want things spoiled for. So that's yeah. whenever you like, you kind of watch it before you get stuff. That's why you kind of unfollow the likes of say, you know, uh, Daniel Panabaker or um, Josh Agara whenever they will post things about that it's like you following Triple H on WWE and yeah. then you haven't watched NXT and then there's a photo of him and Ricochet belt and you're like oh god why did you do that doing his point yeah exactly so um, speaking of Josh Segarra he was at All In yeah he was um, it's nice to see that the Arrow and Prometheus have quashed their yeah. bitter hate of one another yeah. and uh, are supporting one another going forward in life um, but yeah I think the whole build up to season 3 Yes, even though I maybe wasn't out of this world excited, because it was that non-speedster and it was being billed as, what was it if I remember rightly, the fastest man alive versus the fastest mind alive. Yeah, plus Grant Gustin had said that with this, some of his favourite scenes and favourite episodes were in this season. Yes. So once the lead of the season says that, then you're like, oh, alright, okay. You have my attention. Yeah, so he was saying that this was, I think he said that this was probably the most fun and um, that he'd had on set was doing these kind of things but obviously we've kind of touched on um, then so did you find once you'd watched the season did you find that it stood up to previous seasons or for you was it stronger or weaker so well, if, obviously, actually, obviously sorry we've had four seasons so yes where would you rank that then um, well I actually put down how I rank my seasons so this one probably would come in third place. Mm-hmm. So it, so I would rate it first season because I think just the first season is so, so strong. Yeah. Off the show. Uh, followed by the second season, then the fourth, and then it's the third season in last place okay. for me. Um, and for me, that sort of, that third season is a bit detached yeah. from these other three because I do feel that one is substantially the weaker off the the flash seasons so yeah i'd rate it in third at the moment um even though on the whole i do really enjoy quite a bit of the season and a Mm -hmm. bit of that you know has to obviously come down to if you don't have a strong villain that's gonna scupper you a bit and i think that's kind of what hurt season three at points because like you say you're just getting more of the same of you know the anti-speed you know speedster Mm -hmm. you know Season one we had Thawne, uh, Reverse Flash, then we had Hunter Zolomon in season two, um, and then we had uh, Savitar in season three. So it was just like, give us that departure, and that's what substantially helped season four of The Flash for me. Um, I would probably rank it, I'd probably go one, four, two, three. Okay. Um, I didn't, I think I merely would put this up higher because of the fact that um, of how there were so many intertwining stories which we'll get on to in a minute yes. or two but for me I really enjoyed the villain and then I um, I think because he's not a speedster I think that's why I kind of put it in second place for me for like you were saying with Savitar obviously a lot of people are saying like oh well it's, it's just it's just like it's like Spider-Man 3 and you have like emo Spider-Man and you have emo Barry and that's a kind of it's like a big reveal and you're like oh is that, really is that it and you know like so I think with this one here you know like you had a couple of twists and turns and you didn't kind of know how Barry was going to beat it and that kind of thing um, but yeah for me I'd probably put it in second place like you say the first season that shock reveal that you know somebody is helping Barry is actually his the main villain who's trying to get him to a point where it's going to help him in the future so I liked all that kind of jazz with Wibbly it. wobbly timey wimey stuff. Exactly. But um, I think what you said is a fair point about season three as well. And this is something that fans kind of openly came out and said was that it was that sort of, I'm not going to say depressing, but the tone of the show mm. had really taken a nosedive, so to say. Because if you go back and you look at like the first season of The yeah. Flash, yes, it has its serious moments, but it's very much this kind of wide-eyed you know view from barry yes obviously he's dealing heavily with the whole loss of his mum and stuff through the reverse flash but there's a lot more kind of funny moments because isn't it in season three where his dad gets killed then as well yeah Yeah, so yeah i can yeah i kind of get what you're one more (laughs) punch to the gut yeah 
Um, so, Alan, would you have a favourite episode or moment from the season? Um, I'll go with favourite moment first. Okay. Or, well, sorry, not favourite moment. One of my favourite moments, so to say. Just because I thought any time I found this sort of thing going on on the show, because it happened a couple of times in the season, it always gave me a laugh. Mm-hmm. Just f- because it was just silly and you could tell that the actor obviously was having an absolute ball doing it. And that is, well... The key episode this one's come from is Harry and the Harrisons. Okay. Um, but just the League of Wales mm-hmm. in general, that when uh, Harrison Wells just fires up like the trans-dimensional like, communication to all these other different versions of himself yeah. throughout the multiverse. And there's like a German version of him. There's like a Hugh Hefner Playboy <laughs> version. There's like a French version all these different types. There's like some kind of Terminator cyborg version. All these different versions of himself. And just seeing him act to himself. Yeah. All these different personalities and jokes. And I think the likes, especially like the German one, always gave me a laugh because he just overplayed the German accent on mm-hmm. purpose. So yeah. it's like. You know, very high-pitched voice and stuff. You know, almost mixing it with a bit of Borat, Kazakhstan, for some odd reason there, was was me. Anyway, um, but episode-wise, and for me, I, I think this is out and out the best episode of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what you have to say with yours in a second here, but Enter Flash Time. Okay. For me, is one of the strongest episodes of The Flash in general, I think. Um, which of course is the episode where it's there's like a nuclear bomb or something about to go off and it has not only Barry as the Flash but you have Jesse Quick and you have Jay Garrick mm-hmm. all involved in it as well and they basically go into Flash time so at the speed that they would normally run as the Flash yeah, which basically causes everybody else to just go standstill mm-hmm. and at least from their perspective... You know, this explosion that's about to happen is, like, not even sparked yet. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out, right, how can we solve this? How can we stop this happening? So you get all these different moments through this episode um, of, like, Barry jumping certain people into flash time. So he'll Oh, go- is that whenever he's training, like, Caitlin and Cisco about how to do it? That's a different episode, but... Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, same same similar sort of thing. Yeah. That happens also later in the season where he brings them into flash time, but... He brings Killer Frost into Flash Time because mm-hmm. he thinks, right, nuclear reaction, freezing might stop the actual, you know, explosion or whatever. So and then finds out, right, that's not working because they can only stay in Flash Time for so long because they aren't speedsters. Yeah. But as the episode progresses and, you know, it looks like things aren't going to go the way they need them to go. Mm-hmm. And you see... And it's quite, it's almost quite sad as well that you see not only is obviously Jay Garrick played by John Wesley Shipp, who was of course Barry's father as well. So yeah. there's that connection between them that he still sees him as that fatherly figure. You see as time goes by, Jay Garrick, his age mm-hmm. is affecting him and he can't stay up to speed yeah. with Barry and Jesse. So then he eventually has, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, kid. And he has to drop out of flash time. So he can't come back in yeah, to continue helping them. And also he's stuck out there. All these different things. And I think in this episode as well, there's like the whole stuff linking with Jessie and Harrison Wells about her mum. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole emotional connection going on there mm-hmm. as well. That her and Harrison kind of always butt heads because they never want to talk about her mum. Yeah. And she brings him into flash time to kind of have a conversation with him. And then that's when she drops out as well. And it's, I just think visually and storyline wise, it's one of the strongest episodes of the flash overall. See, I, one of my favorite moments is the whole thing to do with Cisco, Gypsy and Gypsy's dad. <laughs> uh, whenever he's retiring and he wants Cisco to take over, but he's lost his powers. So then Cisco's going there, take some of these. And they're going like, yeah, what are these? Antihistamines. And then he's like just taking hay fever tablets, which you only take one a day. So he's taking like loads. So I love the, I love the fact that even though we had like a series called The Flash, we were able to have episodes to do with 
certain characters who still are important like that. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. One of my other favorite, one of my favorite episodes. Well, there's two of them. Um, would be um, well, I'll talk about the main one, which would be Ron Aris Run. Yeah. Whenever she gets Barry's powers, so then she obviously has the suit and everything, and then you know, like Barry doesn't have powers, so like. You know, whenever obviously there was a whole big thing about whenever Iris said, you know, Barry, we are the Flash, and then yes. that was the thing. You're like, Barry, you're not the Flash, we're the Flash, and then she obviously gets the power. So it's like a role reversal. It's like, um, and then he's to help her with words of encouragement whenever she says she can't do it, and then he's there to kind of back her up and you know, like and that kind of thing. So I did enjoy that aspect of it. I did enjoy the one as well whenever um they got shrunk. Yes. And I did enjoy that one. Um, Honey, we shrunk the flash. Yeah, I did enjoy that one as well. Um, I think as well for me, I really enjoyed the finale as well. So it's so just that, funny enough, as you said, we are the flash mm-hmm. and your Run Iris Run episode kind of plays into this as well. Yeah. Because we'd, of course, throughout this entire season, not only in the flash, but also the big Crisis on Earth X crossover. Mm-hmm. Had been getting these little sprinklings of who's this mystery girl, you know, yes. that showed up at the wedding and in yeah. the coffee shop and delivering this baby hamper and all. Well, sure, we'll, we'll, we will talk about that whenever we get to the season finale question. Yes. We'll talk about that in but, a second. But um, that links in what I'm saying with the whole Iris Run, Iris Run mm-hmm. thing because a key moment that is in the finale kind of is confirmed to you simply because of the colour of Iris's lightning and yeah. the colour of Barry's lightning. But we'll get to it then if you have a specific question lined up for the yep. finale. I won't ramble further then. Okay. Uh, for you, obviously, we've talked about the highs. Uh, what would be the biggest disappointment in the season for you? Oh, maybe some of how the um, other bus metas were used. Okay. Or just generally some of the other bus metas. Yeah. Probably episode wise, probably the Luck Be a Lady episode wasn't one of my favourites. You know, the, okay, is that the one to do with one of the meta humans? She always notoriously had bad luck and yeah. then became the meta and got everybody else then around her. Yeah. Became bad luck, which was in turn obviously good luck for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's as much maybe the episode, but maybe more the actress portraying it and, okay. the, and the voice and all she has that very high pitch yeah sort it's of, very much like hey y'all you know, you know like I think that maybe kind of just grinded on me a wee <laughs> okay. bit so I just was like oh come move on here please that sort of stuff um but I get the I got the premise of the character and all and I think it's because she kind of became I'm not gonna say a major character but mm-hmm. she kind of became a character that Barry kind of became more connected to because out of, let's just say, the more notorious metas, yeah, uh, the likes of was it Kilgore and all, she wouldn't be notorious. She kind of, in her episode, became a bit awestruck with her powers mm-hmm. and kind of got blinded by, oh right, you're doing some dodgy stuff here. But by the time when Barry later on in the season ended up in jail with them, she was just like, I want to get out of here. I want to you know forget yeah. about all this sort of thing, and then she gets you know, consumed, so to say, uh, by DeVoe. But no, probably that would be up there for disappointing moments. I don't know. What about you? Uh, the whole court case thing. I don't like the fact that, obviously, we had this going on in Arrow as well, that we had the whole court case thing, you know, to do with him. And court then, cases everywhere. I know, but it, it's more a case of... I enjoyed of how they got out of this, but at the same time, you know... It's just like, I don't want to see a superhero show and then he's confined to court and it's just like, right, okay, you know, so, you know, we'll talk about the mid-season break in a tick, but for me, it was just like, oh, right, I want to go and let him, you know, like, help people instead of being stuck in a courtroom and you're like, right, okay, and then it's just whenever the, the DeVoe's wife is just saying, you know, like, and he did this and he did that and then, you know, like, you could see how they had planted the seeds of how whenever he moved on to a new body that they would put that there and make it look like that which is fair enough but it's just the whole Corkis thing and you're like how many episodes is it going to go on for and you know and that kind of thing so for me that was a big let down there um, 
I don't think there wasn't an awful lot that would go like you know like like obviously with the Supergirl episode we kind of just lambasted it really whereas yeah. I think we tried Flash, to be as fair as possible I think with the Flash it was it's not without its flaws but because you have strong episodes yes then the flaws are well hidden you know that's so it. I think that's the thing with definitely that definitely like there's you know there's podcasts and shows on YouTube and all that I follow along that you know do their weekly reviews and all and there was quite a bit of this Flash season that a lot of the folks I follow didn't like about this season. And I was sitting there going, wow, how can you you know, hate this season so much? Mm-hmm. But again, it all just comes down to personal taste and yeah. all. And um, for me, even though I rate this the third you know, Flash season and you the second on your rankings list, there's plenty more goodness that outweighs the bad yeah um so obviously with all these shows we get a mid-season break um for you did the mid-season break win your interest in the show you know like or were you excited for like i wish it would hurry up and come back um definitely don't think it waned my interest or anything like that definitely as you say with like flash and arrow those are the main two arrowverse shows that you're like yeah, don't want anything spoiled. Yeah. Want to see those. They're the ones that you're like, oh, can we not just crack on with this story and, mm-hmm. you know, show me next week's episode? Um, but for Flash, I was very much like, right, let's just continue the story because I was enjoying the villain. Yeah. I was enjoying that whole premise of the villain, of him always being that step or two ahead off Barry and how much more off sort of a backstory. You were getting to the villain as well. And plus the fact that you had the villain, but the villain was in different bodies as yes. well. So it's not a case if you had one person, you had like three or four different people that ended up looking as the villain. He ended up That actually makes sense now and springs back to my disappointments of the season actually, because the actress that played Yeah the luck related girl ended yeah. up being DeVoe for like yep. three or four episodes yeah, towards the later part of it yeah that's sprung back into my mind as well so yes you make a good point there but that is fair as well is you got to see these other actors mm-hmm. attempt to portray Neil Sandylands as DeVoe yeah so that was a cool twist even though I didn't like one of them in particular <laughs> um, but no unlike with Legends and Supergirl where you're like when's this coming back or am I overly interested in when it comes back or the story that's going on within the season Flash and Arrow I was just like yeah okay it could be back next week and I'm happy let's go sort of thing what about you it is one of those ones that whenever it goes on the break you're kind of looking then to see when it comes (laughs) back oh 2018 oh man you have to wait a while for that so even though like it's a couple of months break, at least sometimes you tend to go back and watch uh, earlier seasons of it, you know, like or before it comes back, you'll go like, right, I'll watch the mid-season finale again, kind of get caught up of where I was because we all have that many shows now that we watch, not on terrestrial TV anymore, but on the likes of Netflix or Amazon Prime or wherever. So you do have a lot of things that you want to watch, and then you're like, and then you're even whenever you were looking up, you're like, I want to look back at, oh, I forgot this happened, or I forgot that happened, because you're watching so many things, and it's like, is that the episode where this, or it's like a James Bond movie, whenever you're going with this Bond, movie, is that the one where the laser beam goes up, and I'm like, no, that's that one. Oh, right, okay. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm always happy whenever Flash and Arrow are on, and then I'm not so happy whenever they have the break because I'm like, I'm into the. I'm into the show and it's like oh right and it's okay. even it's and it's even the kind of little mini breaks that they have as well because yeah. there's the odd time during the seasons where you don't get like what you get with the mid-season breaks where it's like a month or so of a break you know finish up late November or December and then back in January yeah it's the odd times where they kind of do this to like resync the episodes of the different shows so that they yeah. can then do their crossovers is where like a certain week will come around it'll be like oh, well, Flash isn't on this week, but Arrow is. Mm-hmm. And then there's another week where Arrow maybe isn't on. Yeah. And Flash is, and you're just like, no, I want I yeah. want, I want, all my cake and eat it. It kind of does mess with your timeline, really. It really hey. does. Um, so, 
for you, is there a standout character in the season and a character that you feel was unnecessary for this season? Um, there's probably two characters that stand out to me in a you know, kind of positive version. Mm-hmm. I'm not discounting our usuals, our Grant Gustin's yeah. Flash okay. or Candace or whatever. I'm just thinking of like fresher faces that are in okay. the seasons. And Neil Sandilands as DeVoe mm-hmm. definitely is up there for me in terms of um, just fantastic actor and portrayals of his uh, character. Uh, but I think Hartley Sawyer mm-hmm. uh, as Elasticated Man as well, Ralph, yeah. as Ralph, was very good as well because his character, you know, there's there's definitely been some criticisms about the character throughout the seasons because there's certain episodes where you feel like his character's kind of taken a swing away from what he has been. Yeah. But you still get connected to that character and his portrayal of that character so that when the whole stuff with DeVoe finally happens mm-hmm. and they can't save him yeah. at that point in the season at least, you do feel that emotional connection. You're like, oh, for flip's sake. Mm-hmm. That's maybe doing the polite version of yeah. it. Um, that you know, DeVoe has uh, succeeded in his plan but for me definitely I think probably Sandylands is DeVoe's the top one I would agree that Harley Sawyer as Ralph was probably the standout for it. again he was one that came into it and was like why is he here and then obviously you have the backstory between yeah. him and Barry and then Barry kind of they worked together and then it was like, right, well, he's like disgraced now, so he's like a private investigator. Because he does just start out as kind of like the douchebag of the week. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I hope he isn't kind of hanging around. Yeah. But they develop, as you say, that connection with Barry and then it goes from there. Yeah, I think that's why it makes it that whenever they can't save him, it makes it more heart-wrenching for Barry because... He says, like, I'm not a hero like you, Barry, but, like, but you are a hero. And, you know, like, even there's cer- certain episodes wherever, you know, like, he's more comedic, like, whenever he inflates himself and then Barry falls on him and goes, like, what's that noise? Well, you better get off quick. And he's, like, farting. But then there's certain parts wherever he's just, like, you know, like, standing in the background and instead of being positive, he's being very negative mm-hmm. and then he's having to have words about, like, you know, you can't do this with this team and all that kind of thing. I think it's as well, you get to a point where you enjoy his funny and positive character you know like you say with those moments where Barry like falls on top of him and all you get used to that light heartedness of mm-hmm. him so when the character kind of takes these swerves off and gets really serious which is probably yes I'm saying it's a swerve but it's getting to that point in the season where he knows his time is potentially numbered yeah you know with, with DeVoe basically getting through the other metas and he's going to be the next one on the chopping block that you know the butting of heads between him and Barry kind of returns mm-hmm. again and you know he's like you know you haven't managed to save anybody Barry you know that sort of thing so but yeah I think he was a real pleasant surprise yeah the season because like I said he came in you're just like oh you're just a douche you know away with you I don't want to see you again um, so it was even more of a nice surprise that when they announced he's going to be a regular mm-hmm. in the upcoming season yeah. because again it's something that the CW and the Arrowverse shows kind of do that it's kind of like okay you were here for a season off you go mm-hmm. whereas Flash maybe and Arrow you could say are the more stable of the two well Arrow would have more people added on to it whereas with Flash Apart from really, apart from really Cecile, you haven't really had like another Edition. member, so to speak. You know, like it's always been that core dynamic of Barry, um, Cisco, Cisco, Caitlin, Harrison Wells, and um, a Harrison Wells. Yeah, a Harrison Wells. <laughs> I prefer the one with the drumsticks, though. Each um, are. Yeah, but was there any characters in the series that for you were kind of? They weren't as prevalent or they weren't as useful as they had been yeah. in pre- previous I'm not going to say unnecessary. We have used that term in the past um, because well, it, used has been more, it has been more useful mm-hmm. uh, to use that term in the other episodes. But um, again, I'm not hating on this character by any stretch of the imagination, folks. But again, Wally West wasn't really used effectively in this season, I felt. I would say his father. Joe? I would say, apart from Cecile, he yeah. wasn't really used. I'm not. I love the character. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But for me, apart from her, he didn't really have much of 
an encompassing storyline. It's no, always it, it's always like uh, very much like with even more so in this is that it seemed to be that Harrison Wells was more of a father to Cisco than he was to his own daughter. Yeah, you know, it's that bond there, and you always you get that with Joe and with Barry and with um, Wally and with God Iris as well. I keep near forgetting her <laughs> name, um, but yeah, just with him. There just didn't seem to be that much there for him. He yeah. was, it was used very sparingly, and for me, yeah. he just wasn't there as much as no, he had No, it was been. very much, as you say, it was very much Joe and Cecile, yeah. rather than Joe and his family. Yeah. You know, as in Barry and Iris, mm-hmm. and on the odd occasion, of course, Wally. Um, because I think that is a key part of the Flash as well, when you look back at, again, a lot of the stronger emotional moments mm-hmm. throughout the history of the Flash. Joe is a key part of that. Yes, you've yeah. got the whole, you know, connection between Barry and Iris going on, you know, sort of the you know brother sister dynamic originally mm-hmm. blossoming into him always having actually have had, you know, a romantic side of his feelings towards her. But he's always been the linchpin between them. He was the guy who yeah. took Barry in, you know, after his yeah. father was sent to jail. So he is effectively Barry's father. Especially with Barry's father and you know, then dying as yeah, well again, exactly, sort yeah. of thing. If you have, haven't wondered already, folks, if you're listening to this, spoilers and stuff. But you know, <laughs> I'd like to think if you're here listening to a season four flash discussion, yeah. you kind of know that things from the past are going to be brought up and discussed. Um, but yeah, I almost also kind of put into that Cecile. Yes, the kind of psychic stuff kind of play, paid off mm-hmm. at the end. But I think there was a lot of time where it was a focus and then it went away again. Or it was more there for a comedic effect. Yeah, like the bit where I think it was towards the end of the season where like that her and Joe were in the house and like a pizza guy arrives and she's doing like, oh, dude, and you know, the surfer gimmick and all. And you're just like, is this overly Mm -hmm. necessary? Um, So Cecile wasn't overly up there in my ratings of characters throughout the seasons again I think she's due to be she's officially become like a regular next season as well so they obviously have something pretty serious planned with the whole new family dynamic with them having a kid as well Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I guess we'll have to see on that front if you could take a character from another show and put them in this show who would it be and why Mine's not as creative as the Supergirl episode. Okay. I think that's. I think I've hit my peak with crossovers because I think I had maybe had a bit more time to think about that. Okay. Um, but I would bring alternative Captain Cold back to Flash. So you know the one that was from Earth X. Yes. I'd bring him into the Flash and probably bring Mick back with him. Okay. So that we could have the proper rogues back again now of course he's more citizen cold than captain cold mm-hmm. in earth x so it wouldn't be proper proper rogues but i think that's as much for mick yeah as well because again i feel mick is one of the characters that is lacking attention oh yeah. in legends it's very much here drink that beer and laugh or say yeah. something you know say, i'm not doing that i'm watching football yeah pretty much that so maybe having him back on flash could be a bit interesting because you could again have that sort of you could maybe have him and cold butting heads mm-hmm. because he's more like i said citizen cold so he's not going to be wanting to go around robbing more the a voice of reason yeah you know kind of the two the angel and the devil on your shoulder sort of thing i know i'm doing hand <laughs> movements for that it's again it's one of those sort of days where the hands are on show um I'd probably move Ray back. <laughs> I was off just of about, Legends as I was well. Just about to say we might as well just put Ray with each. It show. is Ray gets mentioned every time, but I think it is just because he just is not. He's had such a lackluster attention paid to him yeah. on Legends very recently. You're just like any other show at the minute would probably be better for Ray. Uh, so I won't spend too much time explaining that. Uh, but here's my kind of curveball out there one: John Jones. From Supergirl. Okay. Just just a complete random throw it out there. Goodness knows what you'd do with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm completely forgetting any storyline seriousness from Supergirl with him departing the DEO and stuff. Um, and handing that over to Alex. But I just think 
him involved in some sort of story unless you know if there was some sort of i know we've kind of had that with the first crossover with kind of uh was it was it the dominators or something like that i'm getting yeah. that right the aliens that were involved yeah. in the first crossover um if you had a more extraterrestrial episode mm-hmm. that warranted his involvement or something like that. i'm not saying like he goes and takes barry to mars or something yeah. like that you know that would be maybe a bit over the top but i think again that's maybe as much because of the actor okay than maybe the character itself because i just think him involved with the flash crew and some sort of thing mm-hmm. might be pretty cool you could maybe throw in because of course reverse flash comes from reasonably the distant future yeah and the whole thing of that story is that the obard thon was growing up a fan of the flash and barry on's flash and also it could maybe involve a trip to the future or something like that and have reverse flash involved i don't know i'm just spitballing okay what about you uh, mine is actually one to help a character I talked about there now. Mm. Bring back Quentin Lance as Joe's partner. That would be cool. So, yeah. you know, because obviously you have Joe and he's always in the police outfit and then, you know, like he's always in there. And then, you know, you, we've had the likes of, say, Patty, who kind of worked with him. Um, she would be a good character to bring back. I did like the character of her. Um, but I think with the likes of him, obviously with spoilers for Arrow, um, with him obviously dying in the last season, <gasps> that if they were to find like an alternative version of him, but maybe instead of him being a cop, mm-hmm. he's a cop. Instead of him being a good cop, he's a bad cop. Oh. So you've got Joe as the good cop. You've got him as the bad cop. So you've got him as the unscrupulous one. Yeah. You know, like, so you've got the likes of that. Here's another alternative for you when it comes to Quentin on a you know, different Earth doppelganger front. Um, obviously, a whole part of the very early seasons of Flash was, you know, he was the cop and he was going after Oliver's vigilante. Yeah. What if he was a vigilante in okay. his Earth? And Oliver was a cop or something like that, you know, kind of like a yeah. flip rules. You know, uh-huh. I know Oliver's obviously, you know, he's but what based if, on a rich family or but something. But what if you did that in the Flash? What if you did that? You had that him as the main villain, but he's obviously disguised. Yeah, and then you they unveil who it is, yeah. and it's him, and got like Quentin, and be like my name, and it's not Quentin, it's Aye. like something else, it's something else, Lance. Because he's still always a funny part of, uh, and again, we're going to talk about the whole Earth X crossover on the Arrow episode, um, but he's part of the whole Nazi yes. thing on Earth X, yeah. and there's the connection between him and Sarah and all there as well. But we'll get to that nonetheless. Okay. Um... So you mentioned about the season finale um, and you said you enjoyed that. Um, would this have been up there in terms of season finales like out of all four of them? Was this the best one for you out of Supergirl, Legends and Arrow? I th- definitely think it's up there. Okay. So it is um, this season wise across all the shows I think it's the strongest. Okay. Um, so it is I think it's because of course you get that payoff with uh, Mystery Girl revealed to be, of course, uh, it wasn't maybe that big a surprise Mm -hmm. because everybody's like, it's going to be their daughter, it's going to be their daughter, it's going to be their daughter. And it was revealed to be so. Um, Nora, which was, of course, a nice nod back to uh, Barry's mum, which is emotional things. Um, But I think it was as much... I'll give it a wrestling comparison. You sit there and you view these storylines and you're like, oh, wouldn't it be great if X, Y, and Z happened and this storyline went this direction? And then when it comes to being a moody wrestling fan and that doesn't happen, you're like, oh, they're idiots. They don't listen. <laughs> or, you know, they know nothing. Or they know nothing or stuff like that. Um, but sometimes when the obvious thing and the thing you want happens, mm-hmm. it's just as good. Yeah. You know, that, you know, just because it's maybe the obvious result and that what everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be their daughter, it's going to be their daughter. It's still a cool, cool thing because it gets me very excited for the next season because it opens up so many possibilities not of even, where they go. But it's not even that. It was more a case of how she was introduced into it. Yes. It was like whenever it was Barry was running up and he was going to punch that missile thing. I like satellite or and something. And then like it kind of rewinds and then you see him going to do it and then she joins She's in because well. apparently... 
whenever she says that she messed with the timeline is because in the timeline she like, got involved without her he died yes so that's why she went to help him so obviously now we have another Alan who's messed with the timeline yes and exactly. be like and you know she can't get grounded for that because her daddy used to do that yeah um, but I like you say I did enjoy of how she was brought into it and then at the end whenever they said you know like obviously and I think they'd had their baby by then Joe and Cecile. Yes, yeah, because yeah, um, the baby, the baby was born. I think in that finale, or the oh yeah, one before the finale, yeah. Uh, and then whenever she got introduced into it, and then she had to explain who she was and all that kind of stuff. And like, I think she was wearing Iris's jacket, yeah, or something like she's that. Like you know, that's my you, jacket. And you, like, yeah, you, you gave that, it to me. You gave it to me. Yeah. It's like I couldn't have it's a one of a kind sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's just the little things like I mentioned with the lightning as well. Mm-hmm. You knew the storyline, even just before the finale, because you had that moment when she delivered the hamper. Yes. And she was standing around the corner from the apartment and she sped off and it was the purple and gold lightning, mm-hmm. which you're like, oh, it's Barry and Iris. It's, you know, because that's logically what their kids lightning would be really, if you want to be specific. But I think it's cool because taking into account the kind of, clips that have been shown for the upcoming season in the trailers which we'll get on to in a minute um it's gonna be serious wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff yeah. to use a doctor who term again mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to the doctor who episode you can go back and listen to last week's show right now it's in your podcast feeds thank you very much um but yeah in terms of setup for a following season mm-hmm. season finale is right up there okay in strength and they don't even show next season's bad guy in the finale well I was going to say obviously to do with San Diego Comic Con they obviously release the trailers for each show the trailer for this was very weird in the fact that a lot of the stuff I think when it was the same with Supergirl was all the season stuff yes apart from the thing to do with the villain now obviously we know who portrays the villain yes uh, which is Sam Witwer Yes, of yeah, course. So obviously he is the villain. So obviously you're looking at that going. Hmm. Is that not Supergirl? Is that Supergirl? Maybe I'm getting confused. Supergirl. You're getting. I'm getting up. confused then. Yeah. Right, okay. Because the the villain for this season on the Flash, I think it's Cicada. I'm pronouncing it right. Is the character's name, and he has a vendetta against Meta's because he feels like the whole Meta outbreak. That's the one that comes. That's the one that comes in, and he has like the croaky voice. Yes. the one that the TV's on. And right he, now, and he has like the lightning bolt, like stabby knife thing. Right. So he does. It's there's too there's too many uh, too many different trailers going on, but there was a proper trailer came out there like last week or the week before, and you got a bit more of a glimpse as to kind of how much Nora's meddling has mm-hmm. kind of affected things because there is a quick I uh, hope that Diggle doesn't have a, a daughter now instead of a son again or switched again <laughs> um, I don't think we'll go that deep on this one this time uh, you never know though um, but in the trailer you got a quick clip of the newspaper again okay so you know because of course this has been the whole thing yeah since Flash begun is you know was it April 24th 2024 or something like that you know Flash disappears mm-hmm. and there's talk of the Adam and the Hawks and all being there when he disappears that newspaper has changed and there's no mention of the Flash or anything like that oh, at all okay. on that newspaper on that day it's something like really mundane like US Postal Service is going to shut down and things like that so it's like has he died before or is he still alive and nothing happens Mm-hmm. what is the story going to be but you know there's the hints and Barry even says it you know she could Marty McFly herself out of existence yeah um, but I think that one of the other interesting things about the introduction of Nora that I'm really intrigued to see about in this next season is there's quite clearly a disconnect between her and Iris mm-hmm. because you kind of see in the shots in the run up to the finale that she's kind of given kind of dodgy looks to her like again that hamper episode when she's at the door and yeah. Iris is there she's kind of she goes away before Iris can see her mm-hmm. and all and even when they're discussing about the jacket she's like she gave it to me yeah I think she's more thinking that it she's is a daddy's girl I think it's or maybe something like she thinks that somebody's 
with Iris, it's always a case of she never believes, whereas Barry sees the good in people. Not that Iris doesn't, but Iris is kind of thinking, what if this is a trick? So what if this is somebody yeah. pretending to be our daughter, and then it turns out to be a shapeshifter or something like that, or whatever. Absolutely. So I think you'll probably find, like, towards the mid-season will be whenever you'll see those two connect, you know, yes. like, and then you'll see, I think Joe will be a pivotal part in probably saying to her about how you know parents feel for their kids and yeah. you know Cecile will probably be the one that'll talk to her about that um, or something like that so. yeah because that's that's actually another that is a cool thing as well thinking about it like Joe mm-hmm. is like because you have to weigh up and think who's alive who's good who's evil whatever yeah. from where she's come from because again in those moments where she kind of has cropped up throughout that season there's little moments where she doesn't look sure of certain people, the likes mm-hmm. of Caitlin, yeah, or whatever. You're like, does Caitlin go off the rocker properly as Killer Frost eventually again and can't come back, or what the story it's is? It's kind of like that alternate universe they went to, and then Joe was like a gangster kind of, thing, yeah, you know, like that. So you um, just you never know. But I think from way we're talking, I think people can get the picture that we're very interested and where the next season goes. So obviously we've ranked Legends and Supergirl, and now we have to rank Arrow and Flash. So out of four of them, what number is this for you? Number one. Okay. It is number two for me. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. This is, this is funny, isn't it? That So Legends was three for me, Legends was four for you, Supergirl was three for you, it was four for me, Flash is one, it's two for you, and then it's obviously going to be the opposite way around for yep. Arrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so messy, messy everywhere. Um, for me, I think it's just I just have that slightly stronger connection with the Flash, and I think that plays into when I got into the CW Arrowverse mm-hmm. because I didn't get into it with Arrow. I see, I did. That's part That's of why. it. You see, That's, That's part of it. Yeah, I was a wee bit later than everybody, and I started watching the Flash, mm-hmm. and then I started hearing, well, this is connected to this other show, Arrow. And I think in the like first season, like there's a very early episode where like Felicity's involved. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I need to know. I need to know the connected thing. Yeah. It's the whole Marvel thing. Yeah. You want to watch all the movies so that when Avengers come, trying to like, yeah, let's go. You know, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who's um, the Or again, read about everything Star Wars. You know, watch the TV shows, read the books, whatever it is. You want to know that information so that when a big moment happens, you're mm. like, okay. And because you knew at that time when I'd been reading, well, there's potentially going to be other shows coming and then there's going to be crossovers and all. It's just like, I need to go back. And then I watched Arrow and caught up. So I was in level pegging from a point from that point forward. But I think because Flash was my introduction, I just have that bit more of a connection and enjoyment from Flash. Um, But I still very much enjoy Arrow. And we'll talk about that another time we see that's just the same thing for me is because Arrow was wherever I got into these and then obviously he Barry is in Arrow first of all yes. so then whenever he's struck by the lightning then I was like alright oh, I wonder why that happened and I was like alright oh, so he's alright oh, okay and then that's whenever I started watching that and then because then obviously in the first season I think the first episode Ar- um, Oliver's there to talk to Barry yeah you know and say to him you know like give him words of advice and words of encouragement about being a hero and how much of a different hero he is from Oliver um, but yeah it's always been you know what if I was to have them all downloaded to watch you know like that week it would always be Arrow first then Flash you know but it would be immediately one after the other it wouldn't be Arrow I'll leave Flash for a couple of days be like as soon as I finished Arrow I'll watch Flash and that's the way I've always been uh, see I'm very weird I'm chronological oh right in terms okay. of when they air no so I was always which and this probably as well oh well yeah I, I would still do that but I you know like I would, but if even Arrow, if you just had them sitting there if I had them sitting there if I had them sitting there on DVD and I'd go uh, right that, I that's, then I would I just go you. right okay okay so sometimes I wouldn't have them and my old boss would have them on a pen drive for me mm-hmm. once I would have the four of them on a pen drive it would be Arrow Flash, Supergirl, Legends. See, I was very much, and this is terrible, again, probably continues into my feelings towards Supergirl. I was always like, oh great, Supergirl's the first one that's airs. I can get that out of the way. <laughs> oh, right, okay. No, I... That sounds terrible, I, I get, but... I get know, that, I get that. You want the re- ones you really like. Yeah. You know, you're like, yes, I want to watch those sort of thing. So my opinion always was, 
I'm probably not going to enjoy Supergirl the most out of this the, this bunch. Mm-hmm. Even though, yes, I'm not saying everything from Supergirl is bad. You mightn't think that if you go back and listen to the Supergirl episode. <laughs> but, you know, um, I was like, I want my enjoyment to go up the ways. Yeah. Rather than, Flash was cool, Arrow was cool. Mm, that was okay. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah... Flash and Arrow are the kings when it comes to CW, and it'll be very interesting to see where they go in the <coughs> upcoming seasons. Uh, I think the last question is kind of a given. Uh, our last question is normally, lastly, is the show still enjoyable to you? Um, yeah, or are right. you you know, not that fussed anymore if you missed anything? Yeah, it was, it was okay. Yes, it, of course, it's still enjoyable. That, that and Arrow are still enjoyable to me. Um, and there's something that I just continue to enjoy watching and I'm excited to see where we go with the next season. I'm excited to see how it kicks off with all the reveals and everything um, out of the um, the last season and the finale of everything there. So I'm just excited to see that. So let us know your thoughts on the last season of The Flash. As Alan was saying earlier on, you can go to um, Operation Retro Operation oh, Retro Shock Pod. My God, um, I was trying so well the other episode. I was trying to do Facebook and Twitter together. So Retro Shock Pod on Twitter, Operation Retro Shock. It's what you type into the search field of Facebook. Send us a message or do a visitor post. Uh, even there, you can um, get in touch with Alan at Alan G W Prices A L L A N. Uh, myself Vindo three one six on Twitter, and as like we said before, obviously we have Stitcher, we have TuneIn, we have Podbean, we have iTunes. If you're able to leave us a review there, take a screenshot of it, send us that to us. You can email me at vento three one six at gmail dot com. If you do that, leave a topic for us to discuss, and we will do our best to do that. I thought well I'd that. do that to save you doing that. Well done, Chris. Thank you very much. Early. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people are fed up hearing me yap on about uh, those different details anyway. So, that's it for our Flash episode. A wee bit quicker. Hopefully, uh-huh. it, went, hopefully it went in quick for you. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, than our uh, Supergirl and Legends episodes. But that's always the way. When you enjoy something, it tends to go a lot quicker. But if there's things that you have that you're a wee bit moany about or want to be a bit negative about, you tend to ramble on a wee bit longer about You know things. all about rambling on. You really it's, do. It really should just be Operation Ramble Shock, to be brutally honest. <laughs> it like. really should be. Um, just you rambling in the field. Yeah. But uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, next week, we are going to just kick on with our CW Arrowverse stuff and we are going to head over to Star City so uh, don't feel this silly please listen to the next episode thank you very much everybody uh, that was terrible I know silly puns but yes you have th- failed this podcast I have failed this podcast thank you all for listening everybody we'll see you next week for Arrow discussions say bye bye Chris bye bye so enthusiastic I was I don't know what way to say goodbye bye